0: Uh Carl has uh one of my favorite podcasts ever. He doesn't
1: create content, he just takes other people's shit and shares it. Cuz Cause.
0: cuz a roo wow. cuz <laughs> a Slapperoonie. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. This is a podcasting expert. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious.
2: <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> W-A-T-P!
1: W-A-T-P!
2: Hello, bag slappers and cousin roos, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These podcasts. the only show that actually did receive a phone call from the jerk store once. I'm your host, Carl, with me as always is Croge! Howdy! Back by popular demand, Croge, you are leading in the polls right now. The people's champion. If you would like to support the show, please buy our merchandise. You can go to whoarethese.com and find the link to that. We also now have a subreddit. Crazy. Thanks to Moment of Zen. Subscribe to the sub. Uh, Who are these podcasts? There's a whole new way to shit on us. That's right. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail, 585-612-1388. Email the show, show at Gmail. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, but then shit all over us in the comments section. I have some new ones to read today that I'm excited about. Oh, beautiful. But before we do that, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Amy Schumer presents Three Girls, One Keith. This came in from Ed Cratchy back in July. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. Amy Schumer, you heard of her? Mm-hmm. You're familiar? Indeed, yes. Okay, so Amy is the host along with Rachel Feinstein, Bridget Everett, and Keith Robinson. These are all comedians.
1: I Yeah, I, I gathered that.
2: You gathered that. They're comedians who are not shy about being famous. Yeah. And think that people want to hear all about them and how important they are. I want to play this show setup because Crozier and I listened to some episodes from season two. Mm -hmm. Their new season. Available only on Spotify. And I don't know if you listened. I sent you over all three episodes since they started the season. This is one from the most recent episode, and they're talking about their families, mm-hmm. and it's all about getting back to the family. Oh, yeah. Listen to how pretentious this setup is.
3: Today, we were going to talk about our families a little bit, and how our families fueled us as artists.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> That's so funny. I pulled that exact same clip, uh, because it was I had flashbacks of the Adam Carolla show. It was like, I'm going to talk about how my... Mom never supported me, and my dad never saw my comedy. And uh, oh boy, they fueled
2: our artistry, and why we're so amazing today is because their upspeak on that. We're gonna talk about our families, yeah, and how they became. We became such amazing people. It reminded me of Family Guy.
1: Got a got a compelling protagonist. Yeah, got a uh, got a obstacle for him to overcome. yeah. little story brewing there, working on. Nice little uh, narrative uh, beginning, middle, and end. Some friends become enemies. Some enemies become friends. Yeah. At the end, your uh, main character is uh, richer for the experience. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> what do you What do you got, Carl? Wow. You look like you got some uh, some clips to talk about with this setup.
1: This most recent episode, they start talking about families. They bring in some guy. I think his name was Kevin or something, and he starts telling horrific stories, yeah. like stories about him and his siblings hiding under the bed when they're drunk and
4: dad would come home. Yeah.
1: Uh, fire off my number three. This is they talk about the dad dying.
4: My dad has been dead for a little over two years. I'm, I'm so
1: sorry for, for
3: your loss. Thank
4: you. So uh, Sorry every time... for your loss.
3: Sorry for your loss. loss. Sorry, sorry for, for your loss. loss. <laughs> my dad's alive and I'm just like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, I don't get that. I don't understand that. That actually comes up a couple times where they start chanting and shit. I had the exact same thing. Yeah. Amy
2: starts this chant and she decides this is the funniest thing. It's strange. It's very strange. I didn't understand
1: that. And then, so, we continue on with more horrific uh, childhood abuse stories and also we'll get an idea of, like, the production of the show. There's these weird, like, you know, breakbeat drum beats that come in and for Mm -hmm. no reason. Here's my number four.
4: My dad would tickle us, oh, but he God. was drunk, so he would just he would tickle too hard.
3: Yeah, that's horrible.
4: Yeah, that's good times right there.
2: That's a lot of fun for your comedy podcast to that talk is, about. That is
1: good, good times. Well, then they they try to make some some comedy here. This is like so they watch a video of the dad dying, and then they play a game around it. This is number five. All right, let me let me grab this because I have
2: again the exact same clip, but I have the uh, the setup. Of this is the special guest they have on this guy Cole. Okay. The other guy, Kevin, you were talking about, yeah. who's on there talking about his family. Yeah. He's the producer of the oh, show. Oh Jesus
1: Christ! Yeah, I couldn't make heads or tails. I know
2: they don't they people. don't explain any of this shit. And I know you don't, you don't have to explain it. I know I get it. Come down. I know. I know there's no rules around podcasting. I don't come down. I get it. But this guy Cole comes on who I've never heard of. No one's ever heard of. They don't introduce him well. You don't know that he's a celebrity guest or he's a celebrity. Yeah. I don't think he is. But he does talk about the fact that he has a video of his father on his deathbed.
3: I do have Cole, a video Cole's of my dad, dad
4: on his deathbed.
3: <laughs> I'd like to see your dad dying. Can you I check it, it, it out? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. This
4: is so oh. fucked up. Mm. Let's see.
3: <laughs> Here we go. Cole's dying dad. His mouth is kind of open. Oh, that was oh, it. that was
4: it. Hmm.
5: Oh,
3: so
4: pounded her past my dying dad
0: do you want to pound it or do you want to pass
1: Pass. do you want to pound it or do you want to pass pound it that was what you were talking about yeah good time so then they they go around the table are they going to pound or pass on the dad can
2: i point something out here this the singing that they do on the intro and throughout their different bits that they yeah this is this woman bridget everett are you familiar with this woman no not at all okay she made some appearances on the Amy Schumer show, and okay. on Comedy Central, and she's been in movies and things. She considers herself a, a cabaret performer, and she loves singing. She's a uh plump woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's she's substantial. She's round. Okay. In a lot of ways. Appearian? She's shapely, and there's just one shape. Mm. And she likes to get sexy and sing these songs. So that's what you're hearing all right. with all this nonsense. So, as Croj mentioned, they have this game, Pounded or Pass, where mm-hmm. they're going to go around and uh, come up with someone or something. You have to say whether you would have sex with that person or thing or not. Yeah. Right? That's the premise.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Is this your. Uh, so, do my number six. This is the end of the Pounded or Pass at the Dying Dad. <laughs>
6: I'm going to pound his dad. I'm definitely going to pound his
1: dad. Uh, yes,
6: I'm going to pound his dad. I'm going to put some uh, Temptations on. Papa was Rolling Stone. Mm. Huh? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to slowly rough tickle him. <laughs> <laughs> huh? tickle and then we're nice. going to go at it.
7: That's beautiful.
1: So there you go. I mean, that's that's where we're at. I don't I don't know that the music at the end is adding anything to the bit. I like he brought the, you know, sometimes you got to come back around on the uh, tickling abuse, but hey. The thing I didn't like about that bit, and I like that they do
2: bits. I like yeah. that they have things like, oh, this is the part of the show where we do this pounded or pass. Yeah. The problem is, because they're comedians all trying to be funny, the funny angle is always pounded. So all of them said they would fuck the guy's dead father. Yeah, of course. Because if you said... I actually don't enjoy sleeping with corpses. And even when he was alive, I wasn't attracted to him. Yeah, that, wouldn't is be that? As, that wouldn't be as funny, I guess. So instead, all of them are explaining how they would seduce this guy's. It's weird, right? It's, it got a little weird there. Yeah. Good times. Right. So Amy Schumer is talking about, they, they're talking about their families mm-hmm. and to just like you said, Adam Kroll, perfect example to even bring up your family and your upbringing, you're very pompous at this point. Yeah, you're, you're, you're assuming people give a shit about you that much. You're so important that we need to hear about how you grew up. And I call this track Boring Anecdote. Oh, no, I
3: tortured Kim, my little sister. God knows. I, I, I mean, weird little... Like very specific things. Like I would make her listen to the soundtrack to Phantom of the Opera, and I would, I was like, I'm the Phantom. <laughs> and my mom would, Kim would be like going in my mom's room like and I'm like I'm scared, and she'd be like, Do you want to sleep with Amy? She's like, No,
2: it's Amy I'm scared of. <laughs> I
3: was that
1: bully. It's boring.
2: You're boring, everybody. Quit boring everyone. That's the dumbest story I've ever heard in my life. That sucked. I would play. The Phantom of the Opera for my sister and say I was the Phantom, okay?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
2: So Keith <laughs> Robinson, who I like, I think he's a funny guy. He talks about his family, and he actually is a big fan of his family. He he was off put a little bit by everyone motherfucking their family. He's like, I love my family, and <laughs> they come to my shows, and I enjoy them. What a weirdo. I know, what a weirdo. But he does say this, which only comedians say this.
6: My grandfather was hysterical. Yeah. My brothers are both funnier than me.
2: They're just funny. It's this fake modesty thing that comedians like to do.
1: I've heard a lot of comedians say that. They always do that. Yeah. They're like, "Wow, well,
2: you know who's funny. My, my brother is the funniest guy. He's way funnier than me. And no other profession... Like, I've never seen an interview with Jimmy Page where he yeah. goes, yeah, I, I had some good licks, but my, my half-brother, he, his guitar solos, he invented <laughs> progressions that no one else ever did. I've uh. never gone to a surgeon. He's like, all right, I'm going to perform heart surgery on your father. I want you to know that both my brother and my sister are way better yeah. heart surgeons than I am. Yeah. I suck at heart surgery compared to these guys. Uh. What is this mo- fake modesty that comes only from comedians? It's It's weird. And then uh, this is a clip where Cole, so this guest that they have on yeah. is talking about his alcoholic mother, Whew. and his alcoholic mother goes out to the bar every single night, mm-hmm. and uh, he explains this certain time, uh, this certain scenario, and this is a very weird reaction out of Amy. I don't know what she's going for here.
4: <gasps> oh, and then one night, she didn't come home. Where, where, where was she? She got in a car accident, and then she had to go to rehab.
3: <laughs> yes, queen! Yeah. Yes, mom!
1: Did you understand that? I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on there either.
2: Yeah, so, so one time she got in an accident, and then she went into rehab. She's like, <laughs> Starts making baby noises. I didn't understand that at all. Amy does a lot of this stuff where she changes her voice in order to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. She does like a little girl voice, or she puts vocal fry on Here's an example of that. This is an Amy punchline with changing her voice. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: when yeah. my parents were like, "We're getting divorced," I was like, "Okay, cool." Like two more presents. again yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. it was two
2: Hanukkahs, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> sixteen nights, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> is that her way of telling the people <clears throat> on the show to laugh at her joke? <laughs> I get the sense that she's surrounded by yes men on this show. Yeah. And they're all just laughing at whatever she has to say. Yeah,
1: there was a bit of that, a bit of the forced laughter. There was a bunch of the people talking over each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was very unstructured, even though they had like bits that came in and out. Can we talk about the fact that it's only available on Spotify? That's,
2: yeah. Do you know why that is? I do not. Amy Schumer signed a million dollar deal With Spotify to have the exclusive rights to her podcast on only that streaming network. Really? Yes. No shit. Spotify now thinks they're fucking writing checks like they're Netflix.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, that's that's uh...
2: short-sighted right there. Yeah. Podcasts are a dime a dozen. Amy Schumer is... I, I understand she's very popular. She has a lot of fans. Yeah. In the world that I live in, everyone hates her now, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what her fan base looks like. I know she's a movie star. In fact, they announced that she has uh, a new film coming out. Hey, did you hear about this? Of <laughs> you did. Did you hear about this new film? She's going to be
1: uh, she's gonna be the lead role in George Orwell's Animal Farm. <laughs> yeah, did, did you hear about that? No shit. So they'll pay Taylor Swift a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a penny. But they'll pay Amy Schumer (laughs) a million (laughs) dollars. That's fucking wild,
2: man. Good point. This is a clip that I call the inception of dumb jokes. Oh, here we go. This guy, Cole, is a gay man, and he's talking about the fact that he was having sex with his partner and they were doing a father-son scenario. Ooh. Do you remember this? No, I might have blocked this out. <laughs> I know. I can tell by looking at you, you're like, I don't,
1: what podcast were you listening yeah, to? I don't know.
2: They were role-playing in a father-son scenario, and they a couple of guys try to make jokes, and this is, I'm
4: impressed by how bad this is. <laughs> yeah, I did, I recently did, speaking of families, I did father-son role-play. I was
6: the you dad. You did
0: not, you, you were I not the, the dad. dad.
6: You put two socks on, and.
2: <laughs> I don't understand
3: tell some yeah. dumb jokes yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah I was like
2: Amy Schumer says so you were the dad did you tell some dumb jokes <laughs> she said tell dumb jokes that's a dumb joke that's like an inception dumb joke that's a, yeah. I don't even know how you pulled that off
1: joke within a joke Norm Macdonald would be proud of how <laughs> terrible that is hey uh, so here's an example of what I thought was a good line here's number 14 okay
3: yeah, no, that's a I bunch can't of really bullshit. I've never
4: cared for a museum. I've Name one thing that you've it's ever like seen a in a graveyard for like no, nice this is things. a things. No, this
3: is a quote from Rachel Feinstein. This museum is dog shit, and she slammed the door to Anne Frank's house and never looked back. Never looked I was back. Like lies, lies, lies. <laughs> wow. Fake news, Anne. <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm, I'm giving her that one. I'm too talking many, too one many tags on it, but I, I agree. Yes, and that was a funny line. A shit ton of people talking over each other. Right. But there is, like, they are professional comedians. You know what I mean? There is something going on. Well, there. one of the episodes we listened to mm-hmm. had Dave Attell on it. Yeah, and I tried pulling some clips from that. I didn't
2: pull a ton of clips because it was, it was funny, because Dave Attell's is very funny. I mean,
1: Dave Attell has got to be one of the greatest. He's my favorite. Right? He's my he's, favorite set. He's fucking hilarious. He's amazing. And, uh... Him and the gang in there were real, like, natural. Like, as soon as he came in, they were everybody was just kind of chill. They yep. were telling comedy stories. It was, it was pretty cool.
2: I have a clip of that. I call this a funny joke from Dave Attell.
3: What did you drink when you drank?
0: A whiskey. And yeah. I was going to say that um, nobody really drinks whiskey, whiskey anymore. It all has to be, like, flavored or, like, you know, a rescue dog peed on it. It has to have, like, <laughs> a little something extra to it.
2: I, I heard that, and I thought, you know, Tommy Brunette, are you listening? <laughs> You could know, have, like, Rattlesnake Rosie put her underwear in the barrel and let it soak or something. Like, there's something you could do. That's a good gimmick. Ah. That's a very local joke yeah, that that's, I just That's,
1: told. that's an inside <laughs> chant right there. That was a Rochester joke. Inside drunken in baseball.
2: Yes. Uh, but, yeah, David Tell, I didn't pull a lot of clips from that because that was mostly uh, funny stuff. And then... Yeah. And then Amy on that episode, because they're talking about drinking. Yes. And David Tell says, you know, you should have your own line of alcohol like George Clooney does with Mm. Casamigos. And Amy says something that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. If I
3: can make enough money doing it, I'll I'll sell my underwear.
2: (laughs) Hard pass. Hard pass on that one. Holy shit. All
1: right. What else you got, Crush? Uh. So, well, here's David Tell coming in. I thought this was like a rocky introduction, but here's number seven. Thank this you. This is uh this is it's a real left-right in here, huh?
3: <laughs> Rachel is hungover.
1: Oh, good for you. Yeah. Anyway, so he he comes in. Everybody's sitting there all hungover. He doesn't drink anymore. Right. They did get some funny shit going there. I don't know why I pulled this clip, but here's number nine. They discussed the first penis they ever saw. It's a teachable moment.
4: <laughs> well, you know, the first
3: dick I ever saw was in Schindler's List. I swear to God. I, I'm
7: doing that. I swear that to God. God. I forgot. <laughs> crying for I very different was reasons.
3: There uh, was, there were a bunch of, um, you know, people in concentration camps, elderly. That was my intro to the male anatomy. Was seeing these people carted off. To the showers. It really didn't. It took me a while to want to see a dick again. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I showed. What was your Hanukkah like? No. <laughs> the first. Come step up.
6: I'm going to step up. You're going to try to top right that shit we, we
7: went yeah. all
3: eight nights. So I don't
0: know <laughs> why. <laughs> we just we kept going. Eight nights, four inches. That's what we call it in my
1: ass. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I pulled that, but I got to chuck a lot of it. I guess.
2: All right, good. I was enjoying that episode. Yeah. I think David Tell could make this show fun. Yeah. That's that's how good that guy is. That's a tall order. It is.
1: Here, let me play one. This is called Great Song, Terrible Bit. This is number 15. Okay.
3: I think it's time for a segment we like to call, Okay, Now I'm Horny. And that's where we talk about stuff that's basically making us horny. Oh,
6: okay. Now
7: I'm horny. Ooh, you got me drip,
6: drip, dropping.
3: When somebody asks, oh, what kind of drinks do you like? I say, how much time...
2: Hold on, can I just pause real quick? Because I know (laughs) what this woman looks like. She talks about being drip, drip, horny, or whatever. Just like... (laughs) 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 Uh, This is my... (laughs) I got the slide whistle. I'm very excited about. it. Okay, getting back to your clip here. <laughs> what, what makes them
1: horny? <laughs> yes. Because
3: we both love a buttery chardonnay, yeah. just
1: an
2: oaky,
3: oak, oak, oak chardonnay. But hey, I'll drink mostly any red wine. Yes. Tequila drinks. Mm-hmm. Kettle and martinis. Kettle one. Kettle I one. love scotch. I really like salsa hornitos. Oh, now I'm hornitos. Uh,
7: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Krusty's pissed off at all of our clips. Yeah, really. That's <laughs>
1: funny. That, it goes on forever, though. Right. It's like, here's what makes us horny. And then they name every type of alcohol that exists. I don't, I, I don't, uh, yeah, sorry. Okay.
2: Later on in that episode, Amy is uh, setting up uh, a scenario that happened with her when she used to drink too much.
3: I think it's not a surprise to anyone in here that I one time came out of a blackout while a stranger was going down on me. I didn't remember meeting this man. And I was like, I, I was like tapping him to try to get a look at him to see if his face rung a bell. All
2: right. So we have an exclusive here on WATP. Amy came to from a blackout. There was a guy going down and She didn't know who that guy was. I happen to know who that guy was. No kidding. Yeah. Andy. <laughs> Cats out of the bag now, Andy. <laughs> now everybody knows. So he got to be the goat. That's right. Here's more Amy doing a weird voice. I can't make heads or tails of what the fuck she's saying here. I'm hoping you can help me out.
4: But I remember telling you, Amy, I was like, my parents are coming, they bring all the... And you're, she, you were just like, it's just as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Just get yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah. like,
3: yeah. there's no, like, maybe it'll be a fun night. Right. No, right. it's hell. Ugh. All
2: right,
1: I zoomed in on that. Yeah. Listen to this again. Maybe
4: it'll be a fun right. night.
1: What is that? I, what did she say there? I'm going to go with...
2: Maybe it'll be a fun night. Maybe it'll be a fun I I honestly have no idea. We try this again. Maybe
7: it'll be a fun night.
2: All right. (laughs) Nice job. You speak that fucking language. (laughs) That's impressive. What can I say? That is that is seriously (laughs) impressive. I never would have guessed that. At the end of the podcast, Mm -hmm. they do a credits reel. And there are certain podcasts that do this. I'm always surprised it takes that many people. Yeah. To put together a show with a bunch of people just talking and then they edit in some drum loops in post. But this is the credit reel.
3: Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tella and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato.
2: That just seems like a lot. And... I decided I should have my own credits yeah, here oh, on WATP. Of
1: course. it's what we've been missing. And I do have to
2: give a little bit of credit to Chris for planting this seed. <laughs> but this is our, uh, for the end of the show now, we're going to start playing our own WATP credits. Who Are These Podcasts is a show for jerks. It's produced by Carl, with executive producer Carl and associate executive producer Carl. WATP's social media is managed by Carl. The website is updated from time to time by Carl. The host of Who Are These Podcasts is Carl. And the co-host is whichever of Carl's friends responds to his late night text. Special thanks to all the people who make this show happen in alphabetical order. Carl. All right. It's beautiful. It is. Beautiful. Now we know. Now we know how this all happens. When I heard that Amy Schumer had a podcast, I used to listen to her on Opie and Anthony mm-hmm. years ago. And she would tell these stories. She was a compelling guest yeah. on those shows because she would tell these stories about getting into a, a cab and letting the cab driver her finger on the way home. Mm. She's just a um, a dirty girl who just kind of lets it all out there. And this is a story that is what you would expect from Amy Schumer.
3: I one time had an indiscretion with a, a, a workout instructor, mm-hmm. meaning I went home with him and he was a to-the-ceiling hoarder, and he ate me out on a um, sheetless mattress while I made eye contact with his Rottweiler. <laughs> now,
2: I have to say there's a um, promo video on YouTube mm-hmm. for their show being on Spotify now. It's a cheesy one-minute video where yeah, they're yeah. all going, what's my line? What do I say here? I don't, don't, don't. So I was reading the comments underneath there, and uh, somebody wrote, looking forward to hearing more about Amy's vagina, mm. which is pretty much her shtick, right? Just talking about her vagina
1: well, most well, of the time. And how much fun her vagina used to have. Let's get right. a listen to her sex life nowadays. This is number 16. Okay. At this point, if like my
3: husband like threw me against the wall or you know like pulled my hair a little or something, I'd be like, what the are you doing? Like, relax. <laughs> we have to watch 90 Day Fiance in a minute, so simmer down. Yeah.
1: So let let that be a lesson to all you younger gentlemen listening out there. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Amy Schumer is known for doing vagina jokes and self-deprecating. Mm. Even her movie, her big movie, was her being a slut and just sleeping around, yeah. and then finally settling down. And that that seems to be her thing on the uh, the first episode of the new season mm-hmm. they have this woman on this uh, Korean American Harvard educated oh, yeah. Nobel Peace Prize nominated uh, perfect person in every way guest and a dummy here this uh, Amy Schumer tries to get political which is so obnoxious this is where I, this is where she loses me. Mm. This is what I call dummy gets political.
7: Like, and, and this year is something. so
3: important, like, so important to vote. You know, it's all about setting up for the next 5, 10, 20 years with people that we're electing now. So, you know, you hear Jerry, uh, Jerry Moran, Jerry meandering. What's it called? Mandarin. Jerry What's it called? Jerry mandering.
1: Oh,
2: boy.
3: That's the most criminal. Jerry, Jerry mandering? Yeah. That's what it's called? Gerrymandering.
2: Oh, man. Oof. he could have pulled Oof. that out in post. She had no idea what she was talking about. Amy's become a very political person. I don't know if you see her tweets or anything, but, you know, between her and her uncle, Chuck Schumer there, it's uh, it's a lot of politics going on. She obviously doesn't even understand what's going on. She doesn't know about gerrymandering. And then she also explains that this election is all about the next 5, 10, and 20 years and listen, I don't know what the. I don't know how long you said, in every governorship around the country, but I'm pretty sure it's like two, four, and six is usually the how long we're electing people for, right? Am I crazy to say that? Am I an idiot?
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I've never heard
2: five, ten, and twenty.
1: Grasping at some straws there.
2: And then she explains why your local election really, really matters, and you, and you know that she means it because she puts the vocal fry on so thick. Yeah.
4: So a lot of people care about congressional races, but it's the representatives and senators that are in the state house that determine this, so yeah. your local elections really matter. They
3: really, really matter.
1: Uh, 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 uh. Uh. So, yeah. while they're talking to this guest, they, they try to do the balancing act of like, let's talk about a serious topic, yep. but let's also make it make some jokes and keep it light, and I feel like they fail on both counts. This Correct. is number 10. Okay.
4: First of all, rape cases are mainly adjudicated in state courts, which is why RISE has to keep on passing the sexual assault. And adjudicated is when you have a bat mitzvah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's basically um, that cases can only be tried in state courts.
1: Yeah, so we they go on a long jag about the difficulty that victims of sexual violence. I found that to be nothing
2: but fun. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. Yeah, well, think they, that was
1: great. They they keep trying to throw some jokes in there. It was just a little. <laughs> and just because we're on it, let me play this one. And let me put out a warning: if we got any fourteen-year-olds on mushrooms listening, yeah, you're gonna have your mind blown. This is number thirteen. Okay.
4: I love that space can make us feel, at least me, makes me feel both so humbled, but also so special at the same time, right? When you look in the sky and you see all those lights, you're looking at the past. The photon from that star has traveled billions of years to reach wow, your eye, man. and the probability. Have you heard of the Fermi paradox?
3: Of yeah, course, yes. of course. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bridget oh, actually so. originated I went, the Fermi I went paradox. Went there nice. uh, totally, it was, <laughs> was it off the hook? It was sick. ladies' night. <laughs> at the farm.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, all right, that's that. That's a segment called talking astrophysics to dummies.
2: Yes, it's embarrassing. When they're having this conversation with this woman who's very well-educated, very well-spoken, she is training to become an astronaut, she knows a lot of shit, and she's talking to idiots.
1: Yeah. And And it's embarrassing. And she's not enjoying it all that much by the sound of it. The other thing that, and this is just
2: outside of my worldview, so I apologize if people think this is cool. Their guest, Amanda, explains how she writes laws. And this is celebrated.
4: Okay, so do me a favor and just Go kind ahead. of brag. For, cool. Yeah, just... So I have written 19 laws. Stop right there. <laughs> 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 19 laws? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, they, how many of them passed? Um, All of them. Why? <laughs> who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? What
2: is, what is this thing? Guys, do we not have enough laws in this country? Is that the problem? I break... I've broken... Seventeen laws today. Yeah, we don't have enough laws in this country. Like, yay! You're writing more laws. Oh, good! The government interfered in our lives. Yay! Like, fuck you! What is this celebration that we're doing? I don't understand it. I'm not a fan of this whole this whole idea that we're celebrating this woman. I, I she hates men.
1: Yeah, they get into
2: this whole hating men thing. Yeah. The, she explains the thing that she hates the most in life is uh, is this. You're so brilliant
3: and patient. What pisses you off? Like what <laughs> triggers you where you might lash out at
4: someone? Toxic yeah, well, male masculinity.
2: <laughs> okay, so the thing that she hates the most is toxic male masculinity. Oh, good times. I had to look this up, crush.
1: Did you now? Yeah. I, I, well, it's <laughs> it's a lot different than toxic female masculinity, which I'm sure you found in your research. But please, I don't on. I don't have a lot of conversations about. Toxic male
2: masculinity because I'm not woke because it's made up or be oh, oh okay. right go ahead yeah sorry. well do you, do you know what it is because I did look it up to figure out what's what's going on with this conversation
1: no it, you got to enlighten me because I'm trying to understand some okay. of this stuff
2: toxic male masculinity or toxic masculinity is violent madness it's acts of violence wow which is not masculinity that's violence yeah so they've taken this thing that males have called masculinity and they Mm. made it a bad thing because violent males are bad i agree with that a
1: thousand percent the very idea of maleness is wrong correct in some of these circles yes and but also you have to go with that females never commit violent acts or violent crimes which, I mean, I guess if you've never seen a newspaper, it's, it's cool. It, it, <laughs> it's very it, possible. <laughs> it makes sense if you don't think about it.
2: You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. that This woman is celebrated. She's so amazing. It's like, so what is it that uh, bothers you about the world? Oh, half the population. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Great. Yeah. Good oh, to know. Good times.
2: Let's talk more about um, how this episode starts off with this Nobel Peace Prize nominee. It starts off with uh, vagina jokes. Mm -hmm. Puss,
1: puss nasty
2: tonight.
3: Oh, are we getting puss nasty? Friday night and my badge is on fire. It's Friday night and my
7: badge is on fire.
2: Mm. This is what the show is. This, Like you said, this balancing act between we got to get the vote out, we got to vote, it's politics, it's gerrymandering... And then oh my puss is on fire. And yeah. This this nonsense around that. So they bring in this woman and uh, they explain that she's nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize and then they throw it to Keith to make a joke.
3: So we went at the women's march. We kept in touch. Yeah. Through times up, we we reconnected and uh, you know, got to talking. You're amazing. Thank you. You are nominated for something right now. What are you nominated for? The Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, so oh. Keith, what have you been nominated for? <laughs>
6: well, I was uh, the best wrestler in fifth grade.
2: Uh, I mean, in Keith's defense, that's tough. I don't know, yeah. I don't know how you're going to make fun out of that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Uh,
2: and then this just goes into uh, talking to Rachel Feinstein. And now she tries to come up with her own thing of why, you know, oh, Nobel Peace Prize. Well, I got you beat.
4: I was actually uh, nominated to be knighted to be the queen <laughs> of getting puss nasty. Oh, oh
3: shit. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay.
2: Mm. All righty then. Apparently, you don't have to make any sense at all. If you just say, just say <laughs> puss nasty. It's funny and entertaining
1: yeah on this show. I had no idea. Uh, hey, I got one left. If you want to hear the worst minute of podcasting ever. I would love to. They, while they're wrapping up a show... Yes. ...one of the comedians takes a phone call, and they don't edit it out, but they do <laughs> bleep out the names and locations. This okay. is number 19. Okay. This is an agent call. Yeah, go ahead. Are you, are you able to talk to her? Yes.
3: Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is so fun. This is when your agent calls.
7: Hello.
0: Oh, hey, Julie. How's it going?
7: Good. How are you? So, they came back and said, okay, she needs to work... <laughs> And I'm like, no, she's not working. So she'll be in Windsor, Ontario. Like, this was all cleared. So then they came back and said, okay, now can you work on... So we've been looking at the flights from Detroit to L.A. and what time they could get you here.
5: I'm- I can't because then I have to be in Lynchburg, Virginia on the...
3: Right Oh, you're going to knock down that monument Okay, we're doing our podcast right
7: now. Should I call you right back? Yeah, call me back. Hi, Julie.
2: One million dollars Mm. for this podcast, Mm. Grudge. Brilliant production, my friend. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, what the fuck was that? We're going to take all the interesting elements out of this phone call. Yeah. So you have no idea what they're talking about. But we'll play the whole phone call.
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baffling.
2: Anything you'd want to know has been redacted. Uh, I think Keith Robinson says it best when he says, That's hysterical. (laughs) That's how you know that something is not funny. When instead of laughing, somebody says, That's hysterical. Yeah. In that exact voice and manner. That's hysterical. I want to go back real quick to that guy, uh, Cole. Mm Mm-hmm. Who was the guest on the show we listened to? They were talking about their families, and Cole is—I'm not sure what he does. Did you pick up on that? They didn't I, do a good job explaining. Who I didn't he even was. get his name
1: right. So. Yeah,
2: I, I was Googling <laughs> him; I couldn't figure out who he was. They didn't do a good job explaining who he was or what he does. And he talks about his family seeing his act.
3: And now with with performing, like, does your uh, family ever see you?
2: No! No one's ever seen him! No one knows who this guy is! Has your family ever seen you? No! No one's ever seen this guy perform! He sees nothing! It's not, it's not a thing! I don't know. No one knows who this guy is! Uh. <laughs> Gross, do you have anything else you want to play from your clips? Not you a goddamn bu- thing. You got a bunch of clips here. You don't want to talk about the intro oh, or anything like
1: that. No, not. I'm, I'm done with three girls. <laughs> you're you're, you're Keith, done with hopefully three girls. forever.
2: All right. Well, you sent me over some other clips here. I did. Uh,
1: what, what are we What are we talking about here? I, so I
2: like that you take over the show from time to time. You know, and make
1: it your own. I sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, Carl. Yeah, I like it. So a couple months ago, I drunkenly. to our mutual friend, Chris, hey, there's this podcast coming out. They got like two episodes out and they talk about weird shit and rock and roll and and whatever. Anyway, so you guys turned around and you did Who Are These Podcasts? Episode 105. The title was Disgraceland Sucks and Croach is an Asshole. (laughs) And you were right on both comments. I'm not, I can't say. (laughs) Disgraceland was a fucking garbage podcast. It was so god awful. So, but I've, for reasons I can't explain, I've hung with it. Okay. and the all the complaints that you guys had about it have multiplied oh wow and it's gotten way fucking worse and it's up for an award so i hit, saw that go ahead and hit number one let's let's hear what we're dealing
8: with here all right Disgraceland, my little independent podcast was nominated for an iheart podcast award for best music podcast
1: oh no no seriously oh, best music podcast you're going to hear some clips from this show, like real clips that I actually pulled that are really from this show. And that, I mean, you'll, you'll get to hear what's up. Uh, and number two, he tells you how to vote for the show. Can I just ask a quick question? Please, please And I ahead. want to
2: let you go on this. Of course. This is an amazing epiphany you're having. I come to Jesus. I love this. <laughs> so you, what you're telling me is that, because you did recommend that we listen to Disgraceland, what you're telling me is that this is not a good show? I've come around
1: to this conclusion, <laughs> yes. So I was right, log? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
2: all right, I will go to the other <laughs> All right, getting back to your clip. All right, uh, you're talking about voting, right? Yeah.
1: All right.
8: To vote for Disgraceland, you can vote up to five times a day.
1: What? Now that's democracy in what? action, motherfucker. <laughs> I vote to five times a day. Five times a day. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, that's good shit. So yeah. even the,
2: American Idol has stricter standards than that. What are there, we talking there about? There you go. Fucking iHeartRadio Radio Awards. There you go. So is, this, is that what he said? The iHeartRadio Awards? Yeah. I don't want them involved in podcasting. It's pussing, I don't want those right? fucking assholes involved. You renamed your company, what was it Entercom before that? Or which company it was? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. It
1: was Clear Channel. Clear or Channel, or I, or yes. Viacom, they
2: renamed themselves to iHeartRadio. Yeah. It's the worst fucking company name oh. ever. I wish their stock would have plummeted that first second. <laughs> That happened. It has plummeted. But Jesus Christ, these companies can't get out of their own fucking way. And now they're doing
1: podcast awards to Disgraceland? All right, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, podcasts are killing off radio, but not podcasts like Disgraceland. So (laughs) we get into, we're covering Spade Cooley, who was a country music legend, 30s and 40s. He merges his wife. Here we're going to find Spade Cooley on the stand, and because... Of the host's fucking magical powers, he's gonna take you inside the mind of Spade Cooley. Here's number three.
2: This is what, if anyone's heard us do the show, this is what this guy's the best at.
8: Spade's mind wandered back to this day in 1945 while on the stand in 1961, on trial for his life at age 54 for the murder of his 36 year old wife, Ella Mae Cooley. Why his mind did this, he had no idea. Ever since his dick got hard, he had this thing where certain women from his life, some inconsequential, others very consequential, would just pop into his head out of nowhere.
1: First of all, there's no way you could know that. Second of all, have you ever heard anyone talk like that? I can't make sense of what he just said. Ever since his dick got hard, dot, dot, dot. Are we talking about today's erection? Are we talking about when he was a small child? Why am I thinking about this guy's erection in the fucking first place? That was a bizarre sentence. I don't know what he was talking about. There was like... 64 and 45 and this chick and that thing. And it it was part of this long soliloquy of him on the stand, but Uh he's thinking about this other shit. Anyway, now uh, our next edition of Who Talks Like This? This is number four.
8: (laughs) Those were the days. Spade hadn't quite gripped life by the balls full-fistedly yet, but he was well on his way to tightening his grip.
2: Who talks like this? Uh, Yeah, see, this is the problem with this guy. He's so up his own ass. He's so pretentious in the way that he fucking broadcasts. And you're exactly right. The the problem I have with it is he's just making up a story
1: that's just totally fucking made up. Yeah. Now, meanwhile. None of this is reality at all. A trial is a fascinating narrative device because there's so much going on there's evidence there's there's transcripts there's all the stuff you can say but instead we're going to talk about a sexual fantasy that he's having in his mind while he's on the witness stand let's get into some of his sexual experiences here's number five
8: and before anything even happened she felt the shame swell within her spade felt his dick start to chub up
1: oh jesus christ so (laughs) should we revisit the show what the fuck so now we've got going on here erections and the victim of uh whatever the fuck now we're inside her mind you're right now let's get back inside spade's mind while he thinks about his ex-wife here's number six okay
8: and right now one of them was back home in fresno filling his ex-wife with what spade suspected was a very sizable small town cock
1: what a sizable small town guy who talks like that i don't know and why <laughs> is this and why is this fantasy planted in this character's mind and why are we talking about it anyway this is a music podcast they're it, nominated for the top music podcast it is. and since you mentioned that Carl I, let's get back to the music play number seven
8: she could feel his penis now hard and pressing up against her belly and <laughs> she was repulsed but relieved at its size or lack thereof
1: what the fuck <laughs> what am I listening to my dad wrote a porno <laughs> This sounds like it's my dad got, wrote a porno! It's gotta be better than that, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it's
2: actually way better than this.
1: But this is, the, this is a music podcast? It is. It is. Holy shit. So, and here's, there's also great Foley work. And I know. Are you still listening to this? I know you love great
2: Foley I do work. Love, I do love
1: Foley work. So, let's play
2: number eight. I consider myself a pretty good Foley artist. <laughs>
8: <laughs> she was one of the few sexual conquests that went unconquered. And because of this, she occupied a special place in Spade's memory bank. He fantasized about her frequently, not having sex with him, instead, having sex with Ned Rasmussen. And the thought of the two of them going at it, it got Spade's blood pumping fast. His heart, if that was indeed a heart, beat like a Gene Krupa snare. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This guy's fucking
1: exhausting.
2: This guy's fucking lost his mind. It's exhausting. And again, we're still... Everyone who's petting this guy in the back is an asshole. Don't encourage this fucking behavior. And this, his whole thing Holy shit, the Sabres just tied it up. Wow, there you go. I know, this is very... I'm very distracted today. We can't... I don't like that the fucking hockey schedule has hockey games on during my podcast. It's two weeks in a row now. Yeah, they really gotta do something about that. fucking this up. All right, go ahead, Crush. I'm breaking up your floor. I apologize.
1: Yeah, what the fuck, Sabres? (laughs) Keep going. Uh... Let's get a little get. Let's do a little bit more sex. Here's number nine. Yeah, all right.
8: He could no longer see the defense attorney pitching softball questions at him. Just Ned Rasmussen with his perfectly coiffed hair leering down at him from behind Peggy Sue, as he thrust his ample cock into the beautiful young virgin who had denied him. <laughs> Spade Cooley, the king of Western swing. <sighs>
2: Oh, dude. I oh my God. I don't want to hear
1: ample cock on any podcast I listen to. And this is a music documentary, right? This is like, this is, this is, it's a, it's, it's, you know, this is true crime plus music documentary. Oh my God. Can I just tell you that I hate this? I hate this. This is terrible. Come on. This is, this, this clip is going to turn it all around for you little Carl. Okay. In this clip, he uses a cool, like Moog synthesizer sound. To, yeah, like, I've to, heard that before from this guy. To accentuate a point. Jesus and I think, Christ. this this one, you're going to like this. This is over time. When
8: did you stop calling him daddy? When he killed my mother.
1: Oh, he always uses <laughs> that stupid fucking thing. I don't know what that is. I don't know why it's there. So dramatic. And then, just in my fucking... Uh, 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 last time I was in, I had to listen to Howard Stern talking to senior citizens jerking off. Yeah, sorry and about so that. So I'm, I'm outgrossing you this time. Oh shit! This is the last <laughs> clip from Disgrace Lane. Here's number eleven. Okay.
8: He rubbed her shoulder and then mashed his slimy lips into his daughter's and crammed his tongue down her throat. All he could think about were the football players at her school, with their broad shoulders and their big cocks wanting in on what was rightfully his, his daughter. <laughs> you got me dip, dip, dropping. <laughs> that's what we call a
2: callback. There you have it, folks. Holy shit, Crow. That's a good package right there. Yeah, that's what you're missing, Carl. I have never been more annoyed with <laughs> podcasting and podcast awards, mm. and I couldn't be more proud that we are on the outside looking in. Yeah, there are there are no groups that will have me within the, <laughs> the world of podcasting. <laughs> We shit all over this art form or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And for good goddamn reason, mm-hmm. because anyone can have a podcast as, <laughs> as proven by this jamoke Disgrace Land. That's terrible. It's awful. It's an awful show. All right. It's not very often that we revisit podcasts that we've talked about before. Oh, wait, that's not true.
0: OP Radio.
2: Okay. Crows, we have a lot to discuss when yeah. it comes to OP radio. <clears throat> Big news happened this week. And the only thing that's disappointing is that we're so late to get to it because mm-hmm. this all went down, I believe, on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're recording on Saturday. This will come out on Sunday. So we're almost a week behind. But. Opie put out a video on YouTube. Did he ever? And this is amazing. I'm yeah. just going to play it. It's a minute long. I'm just going to play the entire video. Yep, absolutely. And then we have much to discuss.
6: Yo, Joe Rogan, I got a question for you. I saw that you were coming to New York City for
7: the
2: U.S. I can't do it. I can't just play the whole video. Yeah. Let me set this up. Yeah. He's walking down a street in Manhattan, and he's got his phone up. He's talking into his phone. He's doing, he's doing this video. He's spinning around with his phone. It's almost like a, a YouTube video from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. There's like, you can see the background's moving, but his face stays right there. And he's just kind of walking down the street, and he's talking to Joe Rogan, Yeah, of all people. Who's not on the other end of the phone. <laughs> who is nowhere near Opie.
6: Yo, Joe Rogan, I got a question for you. I saw that you were coming to New York City for...
2: You have sh- yeah, i mean people have to watch this video yeah the i can't do it justice the visual is opie looks like a homeless man yeah he's got the long shitty beard it's not well managed or maintained he's got his wool cap on that's an off-brand and he's just walking down the street ranting like a lunatic
1: yeah the audio is heartbreakingly sad but the video just makes it that much sadder. okay
2: right. all right i'm gonna let it play this time
6: Yo, Joe Rogan, I got a question for you. I saw that you were coming to New York City for the UFC. And I got excited. haven't seen you in a while. So I DM'd you. And I also uh, texted you saying, Hey, man, why don't you do the OP Radio podcast? It'd be great. I also said, uh, no pressure if you can't. Also said, congrats on the Netflix special, which was awesome. Also said... Congrats on all the continued success. No pressure, but would love to have you on my podcast. And, uh, you never wrote me back.
2: Huh? (laughs) So right there, this is the most amazing part of the video. He says, I sent you this note. You never responded to my note. And he makes his face like, what are you, fucking crazy? Huh? What are you, nuts? Huh? It's (laughs) like, it's like when uh, the World Series champions, Super Bowl champions get invited to the White House, and they're like, nah, I'm like, "Why? what? Yeah. That's that's insane. This face that he makes is so telling yeah. with the psyche that is Greg Opie is. Huh?
6: What's that about? I know damn well there was nothing I've uh, done to you that would make you not even uh, respond, so... Maybe you could explain why you didn't DM me back or text me back when I asked you to do the Opie Radio podcast. All right, all right. I do love you and I do miss you. Just want an explanation.
2: Peace.
1: Ooh. Okay.
2: So that's the video. This video is up on YouTube. Opie posted it himself.
1: Yeah. Why? That was the first question. Was why
2: would you publish this? Why would you possibly Even do if that's that? That's how you felt. There. It's it's crazy to see that Opie doesn't know he's not famous anymore. Yeah. That's the sad part for people who are watching this and just reacting to it. And there's been a ton of reactions to this video. Yeah. None of them are favorable for Opie. No. But it's that sad thing. And I, I I remember listening to Howard Stern with Rosie O'Donnell. Mm. And Rosie O'Donnell, and this was years ago, she got back on The View and got herself back in the spotlight again. But for a little while there, became unfamous. Yeah. And she was explaining how tough it is to go from being famous and not being famous. She said she went to the Super Bowl, and she was sitting in the 300 section with all of the fucking jerk-offs who go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And she had, like, her kids with her, and she goes, I-, I need a coach to explain to me how to not be famous again. Opie needs someone to explain to him that you don't have a platform Joe Rogan gives a fuck about. Yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast is the biggest podcast in the world. Your podcast yeah is made fun of by a jerk-off in
1: Rochester every week. Yeah. No it's sh- not a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about it. Yeah. Now, I actually took the video, put some music to it. I sent oh, it numbered. I don't know if you want to play that. I called oh, I, it like... OB I would love to. All right.
6: Dear Joe Rogan. I wrote
4: you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my GM and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them the probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's it? UFC? My girlfriend's pregnant too. I'm about to be a father. <laughs> if I have a daughter,
6: guess what I'ma call her? I'ma name her Joe Rogan. Huh? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs>
2: That is well done. Nice work, my friend. That's great. It's so pathetic. This is... Anthony Cumia talked about this, of course, which is great. And this is quick, just uh, Anthony's impression of Opie in that video.
0: Joe, what happened? I texted you. You didn't get back to me. I'm just sitting here spinning around. You spin me right round, baby, right round like a record player right round.
2: The sad thing about this, this... this video is OPS to explain all the things that he said to Joe Rogan. Yeah. He goes, hey, what's up, Joe? Just want to let you know I messaged you. I DM'd yeah. you. I told you that your stand-up special was good. I congratulated you on all your success. Yeah. like This is a weird thing. I think he's trying to manipulate people to feel bad for him and turn yeah. on Joe. Like Joe, this guy reached out to you and said <laughs> how great you are. You didn't respond to him.
1: Is that what he was thinking in his head, that that was going to go down that way? That people were going to be pissed off at Joe Rogan? Yeah, well, the whole thing of, you owe me an explanation, I found really troubling. Oh, it's like, a, it, that's amazing. If I text you, and then I hit you up on social media, and then I don't hear back from you, the, the medium is the message. That's everything I need to know about the situation. This, oh.
2: this is <laughs> Anthony Kumia talking about that specifically.
0: Who are you to think... Anyone owes you an explanation for, for not getting back to you so promptly? So because now it isn't even like he's saying, hey, get back to me about doing the show. Now it's, get back to me and explain to me why you didn't get back to me. That's psychotic. Yeah. Dude, holy fuck.
2: It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Opie put this out there. I love that. So Anthony's talking about it. And what happened was Joe Rogan came into New York to do this UFC thing. Mm-hmm. He went on Anthony's show. Mm. And Anthony tweeted it out. Or he doesn't tweet. But the show tweeted it out. And, and they put it out there that they had Joe Rogan in yeah. the studio. And I think that Opie saw that and got real butthurt about it. And so yeah. he made this video as a response. This is how Anthony found out. Joe Rogan texted Anthony like, what the fuck is your buddy doing? What's this?
0: I, uh, I get a text uh, from Joe. And he's like, what is this? Like, he's like, what? And it's a video. Uh, I won't say the rest of the, the text or anything. I don't want to tell tales out of school. But we had a little conversation about it. Uh, and it, he had sent me this video of Opie in the streets uh doing one of his videos where apparently he thinks that he's got to spin around. <laughs> so the background's... Everything's got to be moving, man. It's got to look cool and young and hip.
2: So it's so funny to me that he put this out there for Joe Rogan to see, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Rogan does see it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. immediately messaged Anthony and says, dude, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Why would he do this? Uh And this oh, is... Yeah. Anthony immediately assumes it's because... Opie was feeling upset that he would Joe Rogan would go on Anthony's show and not Opie's.
0: And I assume, and I'm I'm only assuming, but this is based on 20 years of uh, knowing the guy, that he saw that we uh, had done an interview with Joe. The pictures were out there and everything. Everyone's posting them. We were posting stuff from UFC, so I'm sure he knew that we were uh, hanging out. Uh, so he then goes. On YouTube, on his account, and posts a video of him, uh, which can only be described as a a scorned boyfriend. Like a (laughs) scorned teen boyfriend. Yeah. Sending a video to his now ex-girlfriend asking what happened. I. (laughs) It's so sad. I even gave it the benefit of the doubt because I felt so bad.
2: I felt bad. It is so pathetic. It is, yeah. It's, it's so pathetic. And Dave Landau's on there, and he's going, "I tried my best to to sugarcoat this and, and come up with an explanation on on why maybe Joe would do our show and and not, you know, Dave Landau is is the co-host on Anthony Cumia's show. He says why he would do our show. And not do Opie Show. And he has an explanation for that. You know,
0: maybe. And I was really trying to be nice. I, I was really trying to just give him the benefit yeah, of the doubt yeah. of, like, well, you know, he's busy and we have a very. You can't just drop into some gin mill on the Upper West Side. and <laughs> It's a one man operation versus an actual studio with the right. schedule. Yeah, with a schedule and, and, and I, equipment. The
2: nicest I could put,
0: <laughs> you know. And microphones.
2: All right, well, <laughs> I was like, Opie, it's on record that you have people show up to your show. You don't have enough microphones for them. You want the biggest podcast celebrity in the world to call you when he comes to New York? Your show is garbage. You're hanging out at Gebhard's at the bar yeah. talking to Vic Henley. Joe Morgan wants nothing to do with that. No one wants anything to do with that, you fucking idiot. And then uh, this is them talking about this whole idea that Opie says... You know, I reached out to you. No pressure. No pressure. You know, you no could pressure. do the show. You could not do the show. No big deal. No pressure. And then he goes on YouTube and calls him out. That's no <laughs> pressure.
0: No pressure is you text. If he gets back to you, then you figure something out. If he doesn't, then you leave it alone. No pressure. This is pressure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of no pressure. In fact, if I got a text from someone and, and I, get, I get notices from time to time, you know, People want to book our band. People want me to go on their show. If I get something that says no pressure and I don't want to do it, I won't respond. That's the whole point of putting no pressure in there. You fucking idiot. (sighs) And Dave Landau calls out how ridiculous it is that they would put this up on YouTube. The best place to put this,
0: I think, is YouTube with a comment section.
7: Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) We'll get to the comments. For a guy who really takes that to heart... No, the uh, comment, Because Stephen Joe wrote, he goes, just look at the comments, dude, they're brutal. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw bad. that, I'm like, I can't. It's bad. How, how
2: sad is that? Even Joe Rogan, who this video is for, is reading through the comments and going, oh, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? So let me read some of these comments from uh, Kevin Kev. Says, uh, Joe, he's just not that into you, Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason you did this video is the exact reason why he didn't want to do your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to see him unraveling like this. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You aren't worth his time. Sorry, bud. Jesus, dude. Begging isn't becoming of anyone. Yeah. Um, explanation. Why would Joe owe you something? What the fuck? What a needy person. (laughs) And the, the comments just go on and on and on. It's, it's. I don't know what Opie thought was going to happen.
1: Yeah. By
2: putting this together, it's depressing.
1: Yeah, I mean, why make it public? Why let people comment? It's, it's yeah, it's baffling. I don't get it. Well, it's
2: it's not a good look. In fact, Legion of Skanks talked about this too. The Legion of Skanks. Right? Yeah, the Legion of Skanks. So this is uh, Louis J. Gomez. It's Dave Smith and uh, Big J. Okerson. Okay. Who we went and saw in, in Buffalo. Yeah. Great uh, yeah, so those three guys have a show called Legion of Skanks, and they even talk about the fact that if you reach out to Joe Rogan and he didn't respond, you want to keep that on the DL. Yeah, no shit. This doesn't make you look great. To be like, Joe, you you're not bad. returning my messages stop, now. am telling everyone. Like, that, I don't know. Why yeah, are you are yeah. telling again?
1: everyone that Joe won't return your calls? <sighs> Act goes, like you never contacted him. It's very weird, Joe. You don't even <laughs> write back to me at all. He goes, then... I go down to El Molino for dinner. They tell my reservation's been canceled. It's like, what's up with that? Then I try to use the easy pass lane. I keep saying insufficient funds. What's going on with this, young?
2: Yeah, it's, just, it's not a thing you want to bring up. And this guy's making it public on purpose. Yeah. Which is the dumbest thing ever. This is Legion of Skanks setting up this whole uh, thing with the video. So he puts this video out, because I guess Rogan didn't get back to him. So he puts this video out publicly. This isn't a fucking... Nobody, <laughs> nobody broke into his phone into the cloud and stole this video and yeah. hacked it. This is just on his Instagram. So you got to play this. Right! That's the funniest part about it. This isn't the fappening. This isn't someone like, stealing this video. Like, can you believe this guy actually said this out loud? This guy... Said it out loud and then uploaded it to YouTube oh on purpose. God. Holy shit. So, Louis J. Gomez was on Anthony Cumia's show a couple days after Anthony talked about this video, and they do bring it up again. Apparently, Louis J. Gomez, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, and Opie don't really have a relationship. He never used to go on the Opie and Anthony show. There really isn't very much they uh-huh. have in common. The only thing that he's related to is he used to be on. Compound Media, which is Anthony's company after Anthony got fired. Okay. But this is him explaining how ridiculous Opie is because he saw him on the street. Opie had his three-year-old with him. Louis had his toddler. And Opie just confronted him. It's a real-ass move to just fucking say, all right, dude, I don't like you, and I'm going to fucking say something. Don't say hi to me. I want to know why you're talking shit about right. me. The point is, you're just sort of fucking thin-skinned and a little out of touch with the reality. Right, of what's really going on. There's nothing that was... I And that's the thing that is so important to point out here is Opie's thin-skinnedness. Is that a term, thin-skinnedness? It is now. Okay. Why is he so thin-skinned? This is a guy who's known as the Destroyer, this show, WTP, is based on Jocktober, which was a thing where all they would do is make fun of disc jockeys and, and morning DJs across the country, and now if you say any fucking thing or if you don't even get back to him, yeah, he gets all butthurt about it. So throws it a temper tantrum. He's a fucking crybaby about it. All right, getting back to Legion of Skanks and uh, them talking about it, they're... Uh, they're talking about how it's really weird that you would just walk down the street and talk into your phone cuz you're in Manhattan. There's people around. They yeah. see you doing this. I think also, it's so
1: weird. And Louis, you're doing the thing that's weird. because you do the same thing? To me, watching all these people walk by him, I'm like, you're just doing this weird thing in the street. <laughs> like what people I just don't I don't I, Everyone's feel, going I can't like, live my life like that. I feel like but that's everybody walking, now. He's just can't doing do, videos and I know. shit like
2: that in the street. That's people nuts. are just walking by going, "Why is Brett Favre recording himself?" <laughs> <laughs> If you've seen the video, you would understand that that's a pretty funny joke. So, Croge, what if this became the norm? I shoot you a text. Hey, man, meet me out. I'm going to grab some wings. I don't hear back from you. Yeah. I take to YouTube to fucking call you out. What's up, Croge? I think it's going to be. Want to grab some wings, bro? Yeah. So this is them explaining. What if this became the new norm?
1: I called you twice. I'm trying to get a hold of you, dog. What's up? DM me. Hit me up, son. Want to play some guitar, hero? I'm calling you out, YouTube style. But what a bizarre thing! If you're friends with somebody, why would you do that?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what that's what makes him look so pathetic. Is that he's supposedly friends with Joe Rogan? Yeah. And they do know each other. He's been on. They've been on each other's shows before. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the guy doesn't get back to you. This is the worst way to try to mend this relationship.
7: Yeah, no shit.
2: And one of the reasons why Opie is doing things like this now is he feels empowered by the fans. Huh. The subreddit has flipped. The subreddit trashed Opie for years. Yeah. And now they're trashing Jim and Anthony and they're like, oh, Opie is the best. Huh. But it's ironic. It's irony. It's not real. I don't think Opie realizes that. And uh, these Legion of Skates guys point this out.
8: They've turned.
2: Now, I think 90% of them have ironically turned. They're all like, Opie's the best now. They all like
1: Opie now. Okay,
2: all on the subreddit okay. and Twitter. But I think it's all ironic. Most of them are ironically doing it. But I think some of them don't know that it's ironic. And they're, they're like, no, really, Opie's great. But I don't think he understands that it's ironic. I think he's like, yeah, dude, that's right. I'm back. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. I got the fans on my side. Like in his head. I I totally agree with that. The whole fact that he says, you know, Joe, I told you your special's great. I wish you luck and success in your career. He thinks people are gonna get on his side on this. It's totally backfired. As soon as I saw that video, someone sent it to me on Monday. I downloaded it right away. Yeah. So I'm like, there's there's no way this is gonna be up on YouTube in an hour, let alone come Saturday when I record. Of course, yeah, you gotta
1: come to a census. It's still fucking
2: there! This guy is not realizing how dumb a move this was. Um, I I did a show uh, yesterday. I I went on Hate This Podcast, which is another uh, Rochester-based podcast. And and the guy Todd, one of the, the hosts there who's also done our show, he is very much in the ONA subreddit world. And he was explaining to me like, oh no, Opie's cool now. I'm like, dude, you fucking idiot. Opie is not cool now. You're falling for it too? This is the goof. That's the goof. I love uh, Anthony Kumya talks about how painful it is to watch this video. Yeah. Because it is pathetic.
1: It is. It's it's it's, it's hurtful. Yeah. So
2: Anthony being a comedian does the bit what would you rather watch?
0: What would you rather watch than what we just watched? Oh, my God. Remember when ISIS put those guys in cages and lit them on fire? <laughs> I would rather watch that. <laughs> it's less painful.
2: All right. So everyone <laughs> everyone's scoring off of Opie yeah. this week, which is a lot of fun for us, of course. And uh, I have to just play one more clip here, Crouch. Please. Stuttering John.
1: Oh! You heard of him? Our hero.
2: Stuttering John is Tim Sabian on his show. Really? Yes.
1: Wow.
2: Tim Sabian comes on Stuttering John. It's, it's a call and it's not a big deal. Okay. He calls into the show. And now, Tim Sabian is Opie's boss. Tim Sabian is an executive at Westwood One. He hired Opie to do the Opie radio show no as a shit. podcast on okay. Westwood One. Prior to that, he ran the Howard Stern show. After that, he ran Opie and Anthony on XM he's got a long history with all these guys. So, stuttering John now, this is from this week talking to Tim Sabian brings up this specific thing that we're talking about. Oh boy. Yeah. Someone
0: tweeted me a question and saying, "Um, what's with the Opie and Joe Rogan war? Is, is there a war between Opie and Joe Rogan?" Uh, I
5: I, honestly, I don't think there is at all. I, I don't know where that came from. I, from my perspective, I don't think that there'd be any rift because uh, Opie was literally the guy that started, uh, you know, and or was one of the contributors to the Joe Rogan experience.
4: I didn't
0: know that, but yeah, yeah, no, some, you know, yeah. look, look, again, this is people on Twitter, Tim. I don't know how. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Great fucking job, John. Ugh. You got Tim Saviour on. You got this thing that's going on. Somebody even alerted you to it on Twitter, <sighs> and he doesn't fucking get it right. Is there something going on between him and Joe Rogan? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, me neither. Okay, moving on. He's yeah. fucking moron! There's a whole thing going on! You could have taken advantage of this! You had Tim Sabian on the phone! John, sorry, John can't, can't get out of his own way. I put that on Twitter, and he blasted us. He tweeted us back and blasted us a bit. I was hoping he would bring that up, but he didn't. Instead, he's just oblivious to the things that he could actually be talking to someone about. He has yeah. no idea. That's, uh, that's centering John for you. The guy fucking sucks at his job. Oh, He's really bad at his job. Yeah. There's an Opie tweet that went out this week that I have to read to you. Ooh. Somebody tweeted at him and said, is the podcast free or you got to subscribe via membership? And he writes this uh, this Kevin guy back and says, it's free, but because of its success, getting pressure to go subscription-based. Ah. Uh- We all have to pay for too much of our content, so I will try to keep it free. Ooh,
1: fighting for the little guy.
2: So Opie says, yeah, 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 my show's free, but because it's so popular, we're probably going to have to go to subscription-based. You know what else is free as a podcast? The Joe Rogan Experience, (laughs) the number one podcast. This show has millions and millions of listeners every single week. Go to any YouTube video, millions of views, totally free. I don't understand what he's talking about. Why would there be a business model where it's like, well, as soon as we get a certain level of popularity, I all of a sudden have to start charging you money for it. No, you idiot. You're trying to sell that shitty quip toothbrush to people. Remember?
1: Oh, man.
2: You have teeth? You got to brush your teeth? Buy a quip. Remember? (laughs) Do I have to explain to you what your business model is, you fucking (laughs) retard? (laughs) Holy shit.
8: Oh, boy.
2: Moving on from Opie. We ready to move on? We didn't talk about his actual show at all because that video was too fascinating. Oh, man. There was too much going on there. Dick Masterson got a voicemail that he played on his show. So Dick Masterson co-hosted the show with us. We did a a podcast called Percast.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic.
2: He was fantastic. This was a couple weeks ago. He came on, and, and we made fun of these crazy cat people. And then he took a voicemail on his most recent episode on the Dick show. And uh, we apparently pissed somebody off who's a big fan of cats. Uh, okay, here we go.
5: Hey, Dick. Hey, Sean. Hey. This, this is me. Just wanted to say, things that make me rage is uh, fucking listening to podcasts. And, oh. and uh, one of your favorite podcast guys talks about how they uh, hate cats a lot. <laughs> And uh, oh. and just like this stupid bullshit. I understand you're fucking trying to be funny with this unfunny fucking podcast called, you know, who are there? who are these podcasts, you know, uh-huh. an unfunny fucking boomer shit hosted by a Midwestern fuck who doesn't have <laughs> a fucking dick. What is this?
7: <laughs> Who's
0: he talking yeah, about? Yeah. He's talking you. about Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was on his show. By the way, I was oh. talking about that pet sticker thing on his show. Yeah, yeah. Who are these podcasts? He's very funny. He is has he? a good show. Yeah. Except the premise of his show he is ripping cats. on other podcasts, so yeah. oh, everybody okay. hates him. Oh, right. Because right. those sure. people and those fans will find him, and he'll just tear into them every week. Mm-hmm. Um, like the reviews on his show, are what? A, what a unfunny asshole. Sure, because he's yeah. because he's just <laughs> machine gunning everybody. Yeah. And yeah, he's, no. he's good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: He's really good at it. Really shit on cats pretty hard, and uh, I, I get like crazy cat fucks thinking I'll go suck a dick. Like, if you're crazy about them, fuck them. It's the same thing with dog people. But like, dude, cats aren't that fucking bad. All you have to do is just feed them and keep, give them water. And They're like learn fucking to walking house plants, dude. There's of nothing piss. much to them. Occasionally play with them. Fucking dogs, they need all this fucking maintenance, man. So, really, if anything, like, fucking cats rock, man. Cat's rock, but you don't have anything on your fucking schedule, dude. You have like nothing really much planned. If you're a fucking crazy person, then you're a fucking crazy person. Fucking kill yourself. But I mean, like, oh, Jesus, uh, dogs, wow. dogs fucking suck, dude. It's so much upkeep. Fuck them, dude. Anyways, There's just some like, slight rage. Not really much of rage. I don't know. Uh, just wanted to yeah. call in. So, I think when you uh, tell people to kill yourself, that's you know, like- <laughs> a
2: so, props to my buddy Dick. Thank you so much for sticking up for us there. It is true. We do get shit on quite a bit because of the stances that we take here on WATP. Yeah. But I just want to point something out, Crozier. And you heard that episode. You said that you listened to it. I did. Did it sound like I hate cats? Or did I just hate these people who were addicted to cats?
1: You even talked about the cats that you have in your house.
2: Correct. I, I've lived with a cat for, like, seven years now. It feels like an eternity. But yeah. I, I think it's been seven years. <laughs> I don't fucking hate cats, dummy. I just thought that these people who are addicted to having kittens on their laps at all fucking times were crazy. And so did Dick. And then after that call, uh, Dick wraps it up very nicely, ties the bow. Typical cat lover. Oh, God. Can't stop talking about cats. (laughs) So I very much appreciate uh, Dick sticking up for us on the, the Dick show and talking about that. All right, Croche. Uh, we've talked about a lot of things. We have. We've covered a lot. Amy Schumer, the other dummies on our show, Opie, Disgraceland. What's but, that host's name on Disgraceland? Oh, jeez. Okay.
1: Yeah, sorry.
2: No, it's okay. I, I'm glad you don't know that. <laughs> I'm actually proud of you right now. We talked about uh, Dick's show. We talked about Stuttering John. Louis J. Gomez made his first appearance on WATP, the yeah. Legion of Skanks. We've been around the world. We've been around the world, so you know what that means. It must be time for. The Teaser. The Teaser. The Teaser. The Teaser. This is the time in the show where we play a clip from the show that we'll be reviewing next week because what we do on WTP is we put out a brand new episode every single week. Mmm. Every single week, there's a brand new episode of WATP. That's value. For you to download, maybe you subscribe, maybe it shows up on your phone on Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. You don't have to do anything. It's just there. Oh, what do I do to deserve this? (laughs) How did this happen? Who is this omniscient god that makes this happen?
1: Thanks a lot, Carl.
2: Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, so anyway, this is the show that we'll be reviewing next week. And I'm happy to say... That next week we have Doug coming back.
7: Hey, Doug
2: from the Who's Right podcast, whose house was destroyed by that shitty hurricane that came through, and uh, he had to relocate. Poor guy. Yeah. So we'll be uh, talking with him next week, and we'll be reviewing this show.
5: Truthfully, I'm in a little bit of a. We're recording this on Halloween, and I've hit that point of day.
4: It's Halloween. It's Halloween. 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 Halloween.
5: But. I've reached that point of the holiday where I'm very sad and I feel like it's such a long ways away till the next one.
4: Halloween is still going on in my mind until the clock strikes 12. I am going to enjoy watching all the children run around in their costumes. Hocus Pocus is playing on repeat. I'm talking to you, my spooky ghost gal, (laughs) and I'll just start brainstorming ideas for next year. That's true.
2: All right.
4: What the fuck? This is a
2: podcast called... Two Girls, One Ghost. What? Now, remember that we just did today. Amy Schieber presents Three Girls, One Keith. Yeah. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Remember that video that came out that was Two Girls, One Cop that was a big thing? Oh, sure. 12 and a half years ago? Yeah. People are still pretending that that's relevant and are naming their shows after that meme. Yeah. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. <laughs> this is a suggestion that came in from. Amanda, who's a local fan here in the Rochester area, thank you, Amanda. And we're going to listen to episode number sixty-three called "Ghosts on a Plane." It's from November fifth, two thousand eighteen. Crows, this show—you just heard that where the woman's going, "How do I It's just yeah. ridiculous. Ugh. This show has one thousand six hundred sixty-one five-star reviews on iTunes. What? This is a pod, wow. and this is what I'm telling people: if you want to start a podcast, and I, I'm not giving you any information you didn't already know. Talk about ghosts or true crime, paranormal activity. You will have a million listeners day one. Yeah. That's all people want to listen to. Oh. You don't have to be good at your job. No, You don't have to be not. compelling or interesting. You could be terrible at broadcasting. You could have terrible stories, and people will listen. I'm not saying the show is bad. I have a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling it might not be great. But anyway, two girls, one ghost. We'll be back to talk about uh, this show. With Doug from Who's Right. So we're very excited about that. Crosh, anything you want to plug, my friend? Uh,
1: yeah, my uh, Reddit handle is opie rules. Carl, Carl is a big fag. And I'll be. Uh, <laughs> That's
2: you? Uh, yeah, sorry. I,
1: I'll be posting some nasty shit on there later.
2: Have you subscribed to our subreddit yet? Yeah,
1: sure. I saw
2: Andy's brother Joe on there. I saw a handle on there. <laughs> I don't know if it's the actual Andy's brother Joe. I don't know who would want to pretend they were that person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, please get on our subreddit and let us know how much we fucked this up. Because <laughs> people were excited about the uh, us bashing this Opie video. And, uh, I mean, I, I, what did we spend? Three and a half hours out of it? I, I feel like we did it justice, yeah. right? Uh, please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony.
8: Party of morning radio. And now
3: the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
7: It's boring as shit.
4: Who fucking cares? Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? All this of this is bad. Passion. None
1: of it's good. This dude is fucking corny.
2: I know you're not supposed to explain it. I don't Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class.
7: Fuck you. That's
1: fascinating. Please go
6: on. You know, who
0: are these? Podcasts. I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.
2: Who Are These Podcasts is a show for jerks. It's produced by Carl, with executive producer Carl and associate executive producer Carl. WATP's social media is managed by Carl. The website is updated from time to time by Carl. The host of Who Are These Podcasts is Carl, and the co-host is whichever of Carl's friends responds to his late night text. Special thanks to all the people who make this show happen in alphabetical order. Carl. I got a slide whistle. (laughs) I'm so excited about it. All right. The other thing, the only thing I didn't remember to talk about today, Crush. Yeah. Don't take those headphones off yet. Uh, We're not done yet. G Moody is off of I Am Rappaport. Really? Yes. G Moody is off doing his own thing now. Okay. He's got his own podcast. He's got like four episodes out. I was listening to a couple of them. Yeah. I love G Moody. Does he still rhyme with duty? His last name rhymes with duty, no shit. but nobody points that out anymore. Ah. I think he's going to forget where he came
1: from and yeah, his, his
2: roots. It sucks. And uh, the, the big controversy is, because I've been trying to do a lot of research around why did he leave, what's going on. No one's talking about it. And apparently, Rapaport has an episode where he does discuss it, but it's behind a paywall or some shit. Uh-huh. Huh. So I got to pay to find out what pissed G Moody off. Uh, apparently, they left on good terms. G Moody's wanted to do his own thing. Yeah. He's, he's got his own podcast now. I like that it's about a half an hour long, doesn't seem to be about sports very much. So, this G Moody podcast, I'm excited about. Good times. You can't beat rap, though. Yeah, he's, he's funny. He's the man. It's, I like those two guys together. So that's depressing. I did have one other uh, thing that I wanted to play. I didn't play it because you played something that was similar. This was that Amanda Nobel Prize Harvard graduate. Ugh. This was her talking about what makes her happy in life. Oh, boy. And
4: so rocket launches are oh, yeah. my happy place. I tell people that you haven't really met me until you've seen me at a rocket launch because I go berserk. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: my friends just. That's <laughs> where she gets
4: nasty. <laughs> yeah.
7: Okay.
4: You get post you nasty know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, when that countdown starts, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! I can't fucking take it.
2: She oh. is insufferable.
1: Yeah, that she's exhausting. That
2: lady. She's Jesus exhausting. Christ. That was a terrible guest to have on the show. All right, Crouch. Sabres won in a shootout. That was distracting. Get Holy out. fuck. Let's never do that again while we're podcasting. <laughs> that was difficult to get through. I know I know you were glued to the TV. Oh, of course. As you I was pointing to you. I'm like, it. by the way, the TV's out over here. <laughs> and uh, the Sabres are... They were down 3-1 to one with two minutes to go, and they tied it up and sent it into overtime and then won the shootout. That's impressive. That doesn't that's, happen very often. Yeah,
7: that's wild.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff.